that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we get into it, we want to ask you to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And if you can give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, that would be great. And tell your friends about it. Uh, also, in the meantime, I've learned that if you want people to respond to you, you should say something wrong, and then people on the internet will give you the correct answer. So um, something that we should all talk about is um, during the mid-season finale for this current season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four, Thanos appears. <laughs> and with yes, that, let's... he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh, season four, episode six, The Good Samaritan, which originally premiered on November 1st of 2016. And as always, here's a brief rundown of what happened in this episode. May sends Simmons on a secret assignment, and then takes the team to board Coulson's plane and arrest Robbie and Daisy. The pair hide with Gabe, who they randomly picked up, where Robbie explains that he and Gabe snuck out to race Eli's car, but were attacked by the Four Locos, or Fifth Street Locos. (laughs) Gabe was paralyzed, and Robbie was killed. Robbie promised a demonic voice that he would seek vengeance if given a second chance, and was resurrected by the spirit of the Ghost Rider that was passed to him by a mysterious stranger. Mace finds the fugitives, but is overpowered by the Ghost Rider. He agrees to use Robbie against Lucy, and Fitz tracks her to an abandoned Ruxon power plant. May takes and hides the Darkhold, while Robbie destroys Lucy. After she reveals that Eli craves the Darkhold's power for himself, his own experiments created the ghosts, and Joseph had ordered the hit on Eli's car to stop him. Eli now uses an improved version of the Momentum Machine to gain the the power, or sorry, the Momentum Labs Machine to gain the power to create matter. Robbie, Fitz, and Coulson all disappear. Dun dun dun. All right. So we'll start off, as always, with our fast facts. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Your work is too slow. I'm sorry, we all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. You didn't see that coming? I don't have any. Oh. Well, I'll start off with uh, the title, Mm -hmm. which is The Good Samaritan. Um, The Good Samaritan is uh, a story from the Gospel of Luke, from the Bible, the New Testament. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, if you want to hear the whole thing, um, Kingpin actually tells the story of the Good Samaritan in the last episode of the first season of Daredevil. (laughs) Um, But it's about, you know, uh, there's a guy who's beaten up, left half dead, and then uh, two priests come and pass him by. uh, But the Samaritan, who's like the enemy of the guy who got beaten up, helps him. 
and then because he's a good Samaritan. I I guess I'm not a Bible folk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that's um obviously the good Samaritan in this is um the previous ghostwriter who we see in this episode. Okay, so I wasn't sure where to bring this up, but I guess <laughs> I'll mention it now. Um <clears throat> that was the ghostwriter. I, I don't actually know if we ever get more info on this than just this one scene. And they were very sparse on the details. Like, I guess we were supposed to assume that that was a ghost writer because it had the same face as what is the ghost writer that Robbie turns into. Um, actually, it doesn't. Oh, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'll get into, I'll skip over to Johnny Blaze because I have that in my reference in the fast facts, too. OK, cool. So, um, the writers confirmed on Twitter that that was Johnny Blaze giving him, <laughs> passing the ghost writer, the spirit from himself to, uh, to Robbie. Um, also, uh, his head looks more like a skull, like a regular skull. If you look at it, cause I pulled up side by side pictures. He, it looks a lot more like Nick Cage's ghost writer from the movie. So oh. in my belief, that was Nick Cage as Johnny Blaze. He is he is still in this universe. Okay. Yeah, but also he's got a bullet hole in his head, like a you can see the uh, mark, um, which in I got this off of uh, trivia. Um, in Ghost Rider Volume Five, Number Five, he gets shot in the head with a holy bullet by a dying priest. So like for a long time, he had that bullet hole. In his head. Huh. Yeah. Alright, so a nice nod to the to the comics. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like all that together confirms that this ghostwriter is Johnny Blaze. Okay, that's good. But that also get, leaves me with more questions. But alright. <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, okay, like he just kind of walked up to someone who was dead and was like, alright, you're the ghostwriter now. Or did they have a conversation that we just never heard? Um... Did the ghostwriter tell him anything? Was he like, hey, I can save your life, but you gotta become this ghostwriter thingy or or hide that part of the conversation? Or did he even just ask him, hey, do you want to come back to life? Because from what we see as the audience, we just see this guy walk over, touch him, and then he's gone. Yeah, well, um, in uh, Robbie's voiceover, he says that he heard a voice asking him, like, would you want to... Like, have vengeance. If I brought you back, would you bring vengeance on people? My thinking is, like, we talked about last week, my theory that Robbie and the Spirit of Vengeance are, like, partners. Mm-hmm. Maybe Johnny uh, finished whatever he was doing, like, to complete his contract with the Spirit of Vengeance. And um, as part of that, the spirit was looking for a new candidate, so he maybe told Johnny to go there and um, yeah, and give him okay. his power. Okay, so the ghost writer itself chose Robbie. And yeah. like so that, that way that, that's how he had kind of already knew. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Otherwise it would be weird, like now you've got just Nick Cage following Robbie for like a month just to see if he's got what it takes or, or something. And then I yeah I don't know okay <laughs> plus the the death of Robbie was related to the Darkhold which the Spirit of Vengeance would be interested in right 
Would it be? I actually don't know. I mean, I feel maybe it's just because they're both magic. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's part of the spirit of vengeance is like M.O. is to stop people from using and abusing magical powers. Okay. All right. Again, remember, I don't know a lot about Ghost Rider. In fact, this is making me want to read some Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here, actually. Um, I mean, I guess before all of this, my assumption was that Ghost Rider is basically like a magic version of the Punisher. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I always read him. I mean, um, remember, the only Ghost Rider I've ever read was, I read one issue that kind of tied into Civil War when I was reading the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And then I read the Robbie Reyes run where the spirit of vengeance was his uncle Eli. <laughs> hmm. So okay. it's not the same spirit of vengeance, obviously. Hmm. Yeah. So I need to do some research. Probably <laughs> way after we're done talking about Ghost Rider. Yeah, that's probably good. Just you know, give yourself <laughs> some buffer there so you don't start mixing things up. Yep. I feel like I always feel like I should read some more Doctor Strange because I've only read a handful of his stuff because we're coming up on that. But I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's that's very soon for us. Yeah. Uh, um. Any other fast facts? Yeah. Um. We also find out that the equipment is um was used by Isodyne, and um Isodyne, which was from. Agent Carter season two. That's the company that was looking into the dark dimension, the dark force. So it all kind of ties into that as well. Yeah. I see. I'm trying to remember. So the, just, just in relation to timing of when things came out. So the agent Carter stuff that happened in the middle of season three, right? So it's been, uh, let's see. So it's been less than a year since that mm-hmm. stuff came out, at least in, in timeline from the releases. So that's that's pretty good as far as like mixing in and trying to you know link those two together. So cool. Feels like yeah. they're really trying. They are. Um, we also find out that it was brought by Roxxon. Uh, Isodyne was later bought by Roxxon, which has appeared in Iron Man three. It appeared in Daredevil, and it will continue to appear in future shows that I'm not going to spoil. Like, pretty prominently in one show, actually. All right. But yeah, that, that's all my fast facts. All right, let's go on to the heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not, like, a groupie stalker type. Who do you want to start with? Um, well, there's one super easy one. We just want to get it out of the way. Okay. Uh, Simmons gets a black bag over her head and goes on a secret mission. And then we don't see Simmons for the rest of the episode. Yep. For all we know, she's dead. Yep. (laughs) All right. Who do you want to move on to next? <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? Actually, um, oh, just she- talking about Simmons, because I just realized that I, I wrote down a note for her. Um, oh, okay. So uh, director Mace was, you know, is the one who told her about this mission. Um, and she just super doesn't trust him anymore. Like, especially after last week when, you know, they made their, their side deal where 
she said that she'll no longer do those weekly lie detector tests so that way she doesn't lie for him um yeah that that's just it's it's weird like seeing her like this feels like now the show is trying to make us have some doubt about the director yeah um i i agree oh i feel like they've been trying to make us doubt the director the entire time though yeah that's true even when he first showed up yeah but yeah no she doesn't i don't i wish i knew how she found out about whatever happened in vienna because it seems sudden and if it was if it wasn't sudden and she knew this the whole time she should have been acting the same way for a while yeah, I mean, maybe we'll find... I assume we'll find out, because we, we do yeah. get more of his backstory later in the season. That's true. You keep saying that. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no, because I know. like there, there is, There's like at least one or two things about him that I remember, and I'm waiting for that to happen. So, I, I know there is more. Okay. Okay, I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Alright, well then, in that case, now I'm done with Simmons. Who would you like to go on and talk about right. next? Well... <laughs> See, I've got one note each for Colson, Daisy, and Mac, and then the rest is about Robbie. <laughs> I don't know who you want <laughs> right, to go to. Um, uh, let's, let's start with Colson. All right. Who do you think the true hero of Star Wars is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, the, the true hero of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, I would have to say... Uh, literally the only Jedi who doesn't give up throughout the entire series. Ahsoka. Ray? Okay, Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or Ray, actually. Yeah, yeah she, no, Ray, Ray give gives up. up. I, I'm your, No, Ray gave up. Remember, she went on the island, and Luke convinced her to not to give up. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? The, Ahsoka is a really, really, really good answer. Um... <laughs> Um, but, I would have to I'm, say Leia would probably be my answer because first of all, she makes it to the end and even, well, if, um, Carrie Fisher didn't pass, she would have been the one to go to Kylo Ren. So in my mind, that weird Han Solo memory was, oh, spoilers for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we got a bad review for spoiling <laughs> Rogue One. <laughs> um, yeah, but she's also, you know, she was an inspiration to the rebellion and resistance, and she was like a military leader. I'm going to go with Leia. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely, especially if you look at it like just original trilogy or just the movies, um, it's definitely Leia because for the same answer that I gave for Ahsoka... She's literally mm-hmm. the only character we see who never gives up. Yeah. Uh, that uh, speaks English. Chewbacca doesn't count. No. Chewbacca's the best character. A but very close second, know. if I had to guess, R2-D2. Yeah, yeah. Although they really dropped the ball with R2 in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Just all the droids in che- general. Yeah. yeah. It, all the droids who are not BB-8. No, I liked I liked C three PO in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Anyway, <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay, Tony. I've been listening to other Marvel podcasts recently. Um, you cheater! 
<laughs> and they all do the same thing. We're not the only ones who go off on tangents. <laughs> it, do they all go off on tangents, or do they all go off on Star Wars tangents? Uh, other tangents. Okay. Yeah. So other things that they want, like I mean, we do Star Wars like that's our main tangent, but you know, we do yeah. other tangents too. It's Sometimes true. we'll complain about DC movies. Yeah, a lot of times, especially if we're talking about Daredevil, we'll we'll compare him to Batman, <laughs> yep, or the exactly. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that uh, audio equivalent of a a clip show. But back to (laughs) Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) All right. um, Yeah, so, yeah, he convinces Mace to work with Ghost Rider. So he literally makes a deal with the devil. And that's that's all I have. Hmm, all right, I didn't actually think about that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Ghost Rider is not the devil, but he's a demon <laughs> spirit. Yeah. What's his classification? Uh, uh, an emissary. Uh, yeah, I I will accept emissary. That sounds like a scary word. Uh, hey, what um a thrall? Maybe what's uh? I'm trying to think because there's another concept. Um. In, in the Marvel stuff. Uh, Galactus? Wait, is it Galactus? Who's the oh, guy that makes a Silver Surfer? Galactus. Okay, yeah. Um, he has people who do things like that, like the Silver Surfer. A uh, Herald. You're yeah. looking for a Herald. Yeah, maybe that's what Yeah, but a Herald is someone who, like, announces someone else's arrival. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I never knew what that meant. <laughs> yeah, so he's a Herald of Galactus because he comes and says, Hey, you're all going to die. Which I don't know why that's necessary, although the Silver Surfer is a pretty cool character. So I'm not complaining too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Can't wait till he shows up eventually, maybe. I feel like he's not a huge priority. No, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but, it, I mean, uh, all of these types of characters, it's just an eventuality. Yeah. He'll show up. All right, everyone except for Namor. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's all I have for Coulson. Unless you have anything else. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I also don't have anything for him. <laughs> all right. So um, I've got my one note for Daisy. Mm-hmm. That she's pretty useless because the power plant predates the internet. <laughs> you know, all they have to do. Like, and I was, I was actually thinking about this. Like. Because the software for that predates the internet, um, back then, that stuff was not secure in any way. So, like, if she could just be there, she would have literally zero problems doing anything. It would be very quick for her to start doing her hacky stuff. Well, actually, she would have to learn some of the stuff, because that's <laughs> yeah. like, not stuff she's ever messed with. But she would I'm sure she'd figure out some of that, because, um, you know, a lot of that stuff was kind of built on other things. So there's some familiarity. So if they could just, like get a device that can like remote in, like she can connect to something over a connection. And then that thing is connected to whatever internal network that that stuff has. She could, she could get in, which now that I think about it is an actual, like it's a normal common hacking tool for like, if people want to uh, penetrate a, a physical network. Um, uh-huh. I, I think I've, I've said this a handful of times. Like I love, following um penetration testers on twitter and like reading their stories and things yeah. um, um people don't look that up online it's penetration testers is not a uh safer work uh term 
Oh, that's good to know. Um, so <laughs> never thought about that. Uh, physical. <laughs> uh, so this is like like testing breaking into a building. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know what it is, but I couldn't resist a joke. That's that's fair. <laughs> I got too technical and I just didn't even see the joke. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's like a common thing. Like they, in order to prove that they were somewhere, you know, they'll go and they'll they'll plug this device in to some computer on network and then a buddy somewhere else in another state will just start hacking into it. Um, and that's how they get into the network. But that's the same thing. That's like standard material. I assume that she would have from her old days of hacking stuff. Then again, she probably yeah. doesn't have her kit. Yeah. I mean, also Daisy has a personality. She's very modern. So I don't even, I mean, I know that's probably standard in real life for hackers, but I feel like she'd think, oh, that's too old fashioned. I'll never want to hack something that old school when she did self-taught herself. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. It's probably not the type of thing she ever cared about. Yeah. I also always assumed that she was self-taught because I feel like that would be interesting if we saw who taught her. Yeah, I mean, I assume she had some form of, of mentoring like throughout the yeah. years. Like Maybe she'd beat someone and learn a little bit from them. Maybe someone else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we know she had a connection with Micro. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But we'll talk about it eventually. <laughs> mm -hmm. Alright, who do you want to go to next? Uh, just trying to think. Honestly, I did not have a lot of notes for, for different characters. Um, you know, I, I had Ghostwriter next on my notes, but everything I had for him, I've kind of already said. Uh, although, you know, actually, let's talk about Ghostwriter. Because I yeah. do have one other thing to bring up. But uh, let's go with your notes, because maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, oh, well, let's do, I have one note for Mac, and oh, then we'll yeah. go Ghost Rider for the rest of the time. Okay. Uh, Mac brings up the perpetual EMP, which I just thought was a good callback and a good idea for someone that fits, doesn't consider a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> which he's an engineer, he is a smart person, and he's a small tank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's, like, he was lead engineer back when he was part of uh, normal everyday shield, not yeah. Colson shieldies. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of a joke or they repeatedly made in a show that I don't really like, The Big Bang Theory, where they make fun of the small guy for being an engineer when the other ones are doctors. So I feel like that's the prejudice that Fitz has against Mac. Yeah, that's probably it. Yep. <laughs> All right, now moving on to The Ghost Rider. Uh, so, so, yeah, we see... I put all his like origin story in one thing because this is his origin story episode. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I like that he encourages his little brother not to finish homework but come street racing with him. <laughs> That's a great influence. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, they go out. They go on street racing and they get um. They get stopped by the four locos. Five. And, oh, the the five pack of four locos? Okay, whatever it is. <laughs> um, I, I oh. forget what it is every time, and I just remember the number five, so that's that's why I keep shouting that out. And then then eventually I remember it's the fifth street. Uh, but yep. All right, so, so they're stopped by the fifth street tacos. <laughs> and um, 
My first thought was they were shooting him up because he kept winning, like he won the other race. Yeah, that actually makes a, a lot of sense. Um, I I did not know why they shot him up um, until you actually said it in the uh, the intro to the episode. Um, I completely, I guess, I completely missed the actual reason. Oh yeah, because um, it's revealed. By Lucy later, right? Yeah, or it's revealed um, in the flashbacks. Not, I don't think Lucy tells him. Okay. But yeah, which we'll get to with the villains. All right. But um, yeah. So there's a the little car chase. They hit the um, they hit the car with a Molotov cocktail, and there's a little car chase. And I'm shocked that that supercar could not outrun a van. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the the van also has multiple people, so it's weighted down even more. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I yeah, mean, I, they could have tried to at least lie or or make something up about like maybe they they shot at the car and they hit something that made it slow down or something like a one liner would have been nice for that. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, or even they chase them. To a spot where other uh, what um street tacos are waiting to shoot them up. <laughs> yeah, that that would work too. Yeah. But yeah, then then they die, and we get a cool crash scene, and then he dies, and his brother's paralyzed, and then we get to the spirit of vengeance stuff, which we kind of already talked about. Yeah, we really jumped the gun on that. <laughs> yep. Um. So we go back to modern day. And they get caught, Daisy and Gabe and him get caught by Mace. And um, as a Ghost Rider, he breaks out of the containment unit. <clears throat> a containment unit that he has the same technology that was on the bus, I think, right? With his little panels? Yeah. From what I can remember, so yeah. He breaks out of things that Sif could not break out of. Right? Yeah, that's true. She yeah, she tried. Couldn't work. And the they had the same panels in the cabin that the Hulk could not break out of. So I guess that's something that we're not sure about. Um so I mean we were told that those panels were originally built for someone bigger. Um yeah. uh, and it, it I guess we're not sure if it was the Hulk. It also could have been... Ah, crap. Uh, who was the other guy? In Abomination? The yeah, Abomination. Could have been him. Um, and we're not sure that he didn't get out, right? True. Like we, we just know that there was something big that punched. Although, yeah, they were probably alluding to, yeah, he didn't get out. Whoever was yeah. in there. Yeah, I actually th- thought that was the cabin from the end of Incredible Hulk. Huh. I mean, I didn't think about that, but that I don't think that makes sense because, I mean, he doesn't know anything about Shield at that point in time. Um, True. And then also, he like wrote the the letter to Betty, like he was gonna leave it for her specifically, and he needed that incident so that way she mm. would get the letter. Okay. And that so makes I, sense. I, okay, so yeah, I assume that he just broke into someone's cabin. 
and destroyed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's still stronger than Asgardians, at least the way we're reading this. Oh yeah, totally. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I like he fights. Um, he fights Mace, who has inhuman powers. But I feel like he's not as strong as Sif or Thor. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea like how strong and tough he is. Well, I mean, now we kind of have an idea because he's like if we were to assume. Uh, it took I have no idea how many punches it took for the Ghost Rider to get out of the containment unit, uh, but he hit Mace quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So Mace is pretty tough, so that's good. We'll give him that. Yeah. But the strength, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I maybe he's not even super strong. Maybe he's just super durable. <laughs> okay, so he's like um, He's like Homer Simpson. He, <laughs> I was going to go with Luke Cage, but uh, yeah, right. He doesn't have, you know, the unbreakable skin, but, you know, he's stronger than normal um, and then mm-hmm. also super tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like if there's something wrong with this power scale, because if he's stronger than the Asgardian, Ghost Rider would have ripped his head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just didn't want to. He he. Maybe Ghost Rider's plan was to incapacitate Mace mm-hmm. because he didn't like actually want to kill any of the people there because none of them were super evil. Which I guess is good because that means none of them were Hydra. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, I wonder if maybe alternatively, the the pod is now adapted for inhuman powers, and since he's getting it from the spirit, it just couldn't adapt to his power. That makes a lot of sense too. I guess we have no idea how the pod is supposed to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mystery for the ages. <laughs> yep. Maybe by before the end of the show, we'll find out. Fingers crossed, or at least yep. this season. Yeah, because you know, spoiler alert: he never shows up again after the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since we're kind of talking about this the scene with the Ghost Rider, um, I do like how um, when he got out of the containment unit, those other Shield agents that were with Director Mace were shooting him with icers, and nothing happened. So then they stopped immediately. Now, granted, Mace told them to stop shooting, but, mm-hmm. you know, they they didn't, like, walk up right after, like, oh, no, Mace is still getting punched really badly. We should try shooting again. Um, they just, they knew. They knew it, it was, wasn't going to do anything. So Yeah, um, and you, you've got to respect how well-trained these S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are. Because if I see a guy with a flaming skull attacking, you know, the leader of my government organization, I would keep shooting, even if the guy stopped, told me to stop shooting. There's a guy with a flaming skull attacking you, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. All rational thought leaves my mind. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's probably the first time any of them have ever dealt with anything like this. It's not, you know, a normal Tuesday for Coulson. No, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Coulson's team has seen a little bit of everything. Yeah, and, and it took like two seasons for Mac to get used to it. And Max totally not used to it, as we will see later in this season. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Mac never gets used to it. Honestly, 
not spoilers. <laughs> even at the end of the show, he's not used to all this. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Even season seven, he's got trouble with stuff. Um, although, I don't know, at the beginning of this season, he said, uh, when they were talking about you know Lucy and all the other ghost people, he says, hey, maybe they're just ghosts. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, he accepts that this is a possibility. That doesn't mean he's, like, cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. You could tell me ghosts are real. And maybe I, if you're convincing enough, I might believe you. It's going to be completely different if Ghost Rider is walking towards me. <laughs> I have a different visceral reaction. Yeah, it's it's very different. Ghost <laughs> versus Flaming Skull guy. Yep. Yeah. Alright. I'm good with our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. I can move on to the villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Any time, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! So, uh, we'll start with another flashback. Ah. <laughs> so many flashbacks. This episode and last episode. Oh, so many. Yeah, so, um, I really like how self-aware this guy is, who's in Amaro and Lucy's group who realizes that they're in the same room where this super dangerous experiment's going to happen, but these safety goggles definitely going to save them. <laughs> it's like when you go to the hospital to get an x-ray and you get mm -hmm. the giant lead vest, um, you know, for one spot of your body, nothing else. And then the, the doctor or nurse or whoever gets to be <laughs> behind the, the blast shield, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I really think they probably shouldn't have been in the same room where the experiment is about to happen. I agree. At least in, um, what was it, in Ant-Man? Um, what was his name? Alex Cross? You know, at least when he was experimenting, trying to recreate the pin particle, he was in another room watching in. Darren. Darren Cross. Uh, but yeah, he was in another room. Who's Alex what? Cross? Is that like another fictional character? I, I feel, feel like, like that's familiar. I think we're both looking it up right now. All right. Um, yeah, it's from some crime film called Alex Cross. Okay. Also Never based seen on it. books. Okay. You know what? Actually, yeah, that, that was a movie. I slightly remember it. I kind of wanted to see it. Oh, well. Anyway, some other time. <clears throat> okay. Tyler Perry's the star of it, so I'm guessing it's not a Medea movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I, or, I wonder if he... <laughs> Or if it's a twist and it is a Medea movie, let me know if you see it, because I'll have to watch it. <laughs> Halfway through, Alex Cross takes off his bald cap, and it's Medea. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so Darren Cross. Um, yeah, he know, he's even smart enough to do that. I mean, the ones who aren't smart enough to do that are, like... Um, Tony Stark is not good at that because he'll just experiment on himself. <laughs> well, he's also too full of himself because he thinks that he's going to get it right on the first try. And yeah. we've only seen one time where that wasn't true. 
and it was hilarious. <laughs> That's true. It's literally my favorite scene of that first movie. My favorite, not even scene, five second clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so they create carbon using energy from another dimension. Much like the Ancient One does in Doctor Strange. So the last time I watched these episodes was when they were airing. So before Doctor Strange came out. Watching them now, I'm surprised how many actual connections they have to Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's definitely not something you would think about. I mean, especially having not seen the movie yet. Yeah. (laughs) But I wasn't thinking, like, you know, as I saw the movie, I don't think I was thinking... Hey, she's using the power exactly like Eli Morrow uses the power. Because, first of all, I probably didn't know the character's name. <laughs> second of all, it just wasn't tr- clicking with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we also find out that Joe and Lucy were the ones who um, hired the Fifth Street Tacos to shoot up Eli. But Robbie and Gabe stole his car. So that's why they got killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do we know why they wanted Eli killed? I don't. I, I don't fully understand. I think Eli. He said he wasn't completely supportive of the experiments because he was like becoming suspicious of the Darkhold, and then he became corrupted by the Darkhold later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that. So this was all after. Or this was before he became corrupted by the Dark Gold. Yeah, or maybe as he was becoming, like, as he became aware of the Dark Gold. Okay, oh, that's right, because he never got a hold of the book until the end of this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Plus, I mean, he, did he sabotage, he sabotaged the whole thing, right? To turn them into ghosts. I don't know if sabotage is the right word, but he, like, I, I guess he... I guess he figured out that he could do this thing and then he like had to experiment on someone. So he chose them. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I... Hmm. Yeah. Cause he built like the bigger version. Yeah. And he put them all in those boxes. Yep. Which, you know, uh, not a good move. Not a nice guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely a horrible person. It, I can't remember. Is that why he's in prison? Because he they assumed he killed the other scientists. No, no, he's he's in prison for beating uh, Joseph Bauer and putting him in the car. Oh, okay, that's fair. But that's because of all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. After he put all the other scientist people in those boxes, he then basically, as far as we could tell, tortured Joseph Bauer into the coma, just trying to get the. Uh, Trying to find out where the mm. the dark hole was. Okay, <laughs> which, as we know, is back in Johnny Blaze's basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so at the end, Eli um gave himself superpowers. <laughs> I mean, awesome. I <laughs> uh, it's a really shitty way to to do it, um, but uh, that's cool uh, well i mean what's the best way to give yourself superpowers i'm not counting like spider-man because he didn't give it to himself mm-hmm. okay what's the best way to give yourself superpowers um 
of the ways that we know, I would say um, learn magic from the Ancient One. Yeah, but he almost destroyed time and space. <sighs> All right. Uh, I guess Iron Man? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's the best one, but you have to build a a um, weapons manufacturing company for years, killing untold number of people before you get those powers. Yeah, you're right. And then Ant-Man, similar concept, but he's just like going his entire life trying to stop other people from getting the, the pin particle. Yeah. So, hmm. I, uh, Cap? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I guess Cap would... Well, you have to have a world war. Okay, a reason to make the... <laughs> the yeah. Super Soldier. Oh, man. Maybe, you know, being born into royalty and given a magic hammer. That's probably the best way for everyone yeah. involved. Well, no, then again, now you're ruling over people. There's no democracy. And yeah. Eventually, also, someone is going to be a bad ruler. Yeah. yeah, and also, as we learned from Thor Ragnarok, it's all about colonialism, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. There. Hmm. All right. Well, let's just... Let's just move on from this depressing. Oh no, I got it! I got it. Uh Uh, Being an inhuman, you just take a you just take a pill, and you magically you accidentally become superpowered. Uh, This is assuming that you know you have the inhuman gene, or I guess no, you're right. You're right on Earth. That no, you're right because I did put the stipulation that Spider Man couldn't be because it was an accident. Yeah. Also, then, you don't know what kind of powers you have, too, right? Like, well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Let's see. What else? Um, again, Black Panther inherited it through a monarchy, although it was pretty benevolent. Still, you're ruling people. Yeah, I mean, he did fight for it. It, it was kind of the strongest yeah. one gets the power, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that did backfire because also Killmonger got it. Uh, yeah. Uh. I was about to say Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. She yep. was given it by an accident. So, yeah. I mean, I guess the only good ways to get it by an accident is what we're what we're realizing. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else? I mean, if you're experimented on, but that's again not your choice. Volunteering for experiments like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. What if? Oh, huh. I was gonna say. What if you're created by a mad robot, but then the mad robot has to be there? Yeah, exactly. And basically destroy it. Um, okay, <laughs> last one, because I think we spent too much time on this. What if you were just born really cool, and then you just go around using your powers, and then no one ever learns your backstory? And all you can say is, "Is I am Groot. You're right. Best, <laughs> best powers. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we don't know how he got his powers exactly uh the comics do talk a little bit about his yeah. uh his backstory he's yeah, like he's... the last one of his race or something like that right uh, something like that i don't know if he's the last one but like probably how about really you, rare. I don't know. you just st- steal a jetpack from the army and then the falcon <laughs> falcon has the best power got the best powers <laughs> The army doesn't need that. <laughs> That's true. He he got the training um, that was not specific to any war. 
mm-hmm. unless you um, count the U.S. being in war perpetually for a long time. But other than that, well, yeah, um, but also he was there as an evacuation team, so he was saving people. That's true. Okay, Falcon wins, and then right. later he becomes Captain America just because he's a cool dude, and he's friends with Captain America. <laughs> Which I guess you could say is kind of random in that sense that you know a little random that they met, but yeah, he he did work up to it with having no powers. Okay, perfect. We'll yeah. go with that. All right, Falcon, best way to get powers. All right, <laughs> uh, that took too long to figure out. I'm really done with the villain section because we went <laughs> on that discussion. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sorry, Tony, because I have one other thing to bring up about the villains. Oh, okay. Uh, so Lucy Bauer. Um, so first off, actually, I guess I have two things. I, I kind of really want to give them, um, a really good points for the show, for, um, the attention to detail. The entire time that we've seen Lucy since the first episode, she's always had this like smudge stuff on her face and we never really knew why. Uh, and we find out in this episode, it was because when, um, Eli Morrow put her in the, the thing to put her into the box um he like hit her and then she was bleeding and so that smudge for you know all the other six up five five episodes that we've seen before this um it has just been blood so that's kind of nice that they like planned that ahead of time um to have that but the second thing is um last week's episode she's the one who got eli why he was the entire reason that she was put in there now i get that maybe he knows that stuff, but she knows where the dark hold is. She can get it. And Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe not now that I think about it. So Hmm. I guess the, okay. So let's take a step back. Um, Okay. So she got the dark hold back from um, Johnny blaze's old house. Right. Mm Hmm. When did that happen? Are we sure it was her that got it and not she got Eli out of prison and then she took him there and Eli picked up the book? Um, I, yeah, I don't think we see them finding it a second time. So, yeah, it must be. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know um, whether she got it beforehand or not. No, okay. we must have. We do. We do know that she got it beforehand because she wouldn't have known that she couldn't read the book as a ghost if she didn't have it already. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So then I guess the next thing I would go with is why not just try to find someone else who could help and just make the deal like, yeah, get me out of this thing. Yeah. And then do whatever the hell you want. I don't want the book anymore. That's true. I mean, there are plenty of mad engineers out there or scientists. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, mean, really, you want an engineer because you don't want someone making a hypothesis and then hoping it works. It's true. I think that's where they ran into problems with uh, Joe earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're right. He, she should have chosen someone completely not associated with him beforehand. Although, how do you, as a ghost, there's not a really good interview process to find someone. <laughs> well, I mean, walk up, say, hi, I'm a friendly ghost, kind of like Casper. But, but don't um, touch me. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll go mad. Yeah. And after the third or fourth time, you know, eventually you'll find someone who doesn't run away screaming. Yeah. And what are they going to do? Um, If they say no, it's not like they can hurt you. Yeah, exactly. Just walk away and find the next person. 
yeah, worst case scenario, they try to attack you as the ghost, and then they end up with fear death. So that's on them. Exactly. Yeah, she planned poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, then in that case, now I'm done talking about the villains. Okay. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, talk about our sponsor, and then we'll move on with the rest of the episode. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the Jerry. Our sponsor today is Ghost Deals, the company that helps you get something that you want with very simple deals. Now, Tony, I know that you use uh, you recently used their service, and they helped you buy a house in super expensive California. Can you tell us all about your experience making deals with our sponsor, Ghost Deals? I cannot. I cannot. Zoinks! That sounds super. <laughs> and I bet not a single person you dealt with had a monster mask on. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get free dog snacks with your deal. Warning, don't tell any meddling kids about your deal. They and their dog will void said deal. Damn it, those meddling kids. <sighs> Always meddling. Yep. Have you watched the new Scooby-Doo cartoon? No, I keep meaning to, and then I forget, like, on the weekend, which is when I would want to watch that movie. It's surprisingly good. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to the guy in the chair. Chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people with abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Um, do you want to talk about the person who's surprisingly smart or the person who's surprisingly dumb? Let's start with the smart person. Alright. So Mace, um, Surprise, like, the Shieldies thought they were so clever by putting Daisy and Gabe and Robbie in the containment unit, but he totally knew where they were the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just well, like, And it's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's not just him, too, because um, he had it all set up. Like, he... The, um, the other Shield agent that was, like, with him um, knew to press the button at the right time. So either mm-hmm. he told them after they got on, or he just said, like, yeah, Coulson's a smart guy. He's going to be hiding them underneath the plane. So just, uh, like, look around until I, you know, give you the signal, and then you'll press the button. Yeah, like, they knew what they were looking for, especially since the jet flew up. There's a good chance they saw it coming down to the bottom of the um, the plane. <laughs> Yeah, that's but possible. Even, even if they didn't, there was a good way to look around, see if there's any other things they didn't know about that they were hiding before. Oh, yep. These guys are obviously not going anywhere. So take your time. <laughs> yeah, good good point. They're all stuck there on the on the plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright. Um, yeah, and then the other guy in the chair, who I feel guilty about calling the guy in the chair, is Gabe. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought he was smart for a second because I thought he was figuring out that Robbie was a ghostwriter, but he actually thought Robbie was a secret agent. Okay, hold on. If someone like shows up and takes you in this kick-ass plane and then says, "Yeah, he's a he's an agent of Shield," and like you see the Shield logo, logo everyone, 
everywhere. You would believe it too. I mean, come on. I might, but he was still wrong, so he wasn't that smart. All right, fine. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. That's all I have for the guys in the chair. Is there anything else? <laughs> no, I don't have anything for, for that section. All right. Moving on to the last 12% of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% the credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, wow. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Alrighty. Uh, I only have one thing. Mm -hmm. Always wear a seatbelt. My one thing is very, um, very tied to that. Um, is this another connection to Doctor Strange? Because Doctor Strange was in a car accident for speeding. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably not, honestly. Um, I actually feel like the um, crash that Robbie goes through is very reminiscent, though, on the lower budget as what we see uh, Strange go through. <laughs> yeah, on a much lower budget. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but he he goes through some stuff. Oh, yeah. That is the most violent crash I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that next week. But <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was the shortest 12% ever. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, all right. Well, in that case, uh, Tony, how do you want to rate the episode? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? Um, Al, how many superpower pods would you give? These are pods that give people superpowers. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I, I, I'd give it a four. Um, you know, overall, the episode had a lot of stuff going. I mean, there were, there were a lot of moving parts. Um, mm -hmm. We get like zero Simmons, which really feels like, okay, they're setting up for something. They just... Like we'll we'll get to that eventually. Like, eh, all right. Um, I just it's not something I'm used to with the show. Like they're usually very quick to to give you all the info. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know we we get a lot of stuff. We have a surprise ending. We have that cool twist at the end. Uh, we get some actual backstory. But man, there were a lot of flashbacks. Uh, yeah. So I'm, but I still enjoyed it a lot. So I'm giving it a four. Yeah, I. I don't want to get, keep giving the same score you are, but I'm going to give you the four as well. <laughs> um, mostly because I do like the flashback, especially um, Robbie getting his power flashback. I thought that was cool. It made sense. It kind of tied things in. And we got Johnny Blaze, which without his face, so I can still believe it's uh, Nick Cage. <laughs> well, hey, maybe someday we will get a Ghost Rider movie and mm -hmm. Nick Cage will show up. And then, yeah. unfortunately, we're going to have to um, I guess review the the other two Ghost Rider movies, but we'll we'll get to well, that. One Ghost Rider movie because we covered one last Halloween. That's true. Okay, yeah. and there's only one more. All right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. You ready to wrap it up? 
Yeah, I'll wrap it up. Um, before we actually do our normal wrapping up things, I just kind of want to let everyone know uh, next week we will actually start our uh, three-week rewinds for the Doctor Strange movie. So we'll be doing the uh, beginning, middle, and end. So that'll be three fun weeks of Doctor Strange. Also, between now and then, we have our Halloween episode coming out this year. So we're doing another Halloween episode. Uh, be on the lookout for that. So those are always just fun to do. Um, all right. And so with that, uh, we'll actually close this out. So uh, please join oh, us. Oh, uh, oh. Hmm? Did we want to talk about our guest? Oh, um, yes, that's right. Uh, so we will be having a uh, a guest uh, follow with us for uh, those three Doctor Strange uh, episodes. Uh, it is TK who runs the uh, There Was an Idea podcast. So if you haven't heard, uh, it's it's actually a really fun podcast that I've been listening to. Um, and uh, she goes through the the movies and looks at the the characters and psyches and, and stuff like that. Uh, and also other themes with movies, that kind of stuff. So not exactly a rewind like ours, uh, but still a, a very fun way to, to go through those. So cool. Mm-hmm. And with that, <laughs> we'll go ahead and close it out. Um, all right. So this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for season four, episode six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Good Samaritan. Uh, like we already said, next week we'll start talking about uh, Doctor Strange. Um, and in the meantime, please remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore rewind and please give us a five star review. Otherwise, we'll start saying other fake facts about uh, the MCU. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvel. The man still lying on the ground The local and the priest let him down But of all men to help that day Samaritan was coming his way <laughs>